Welcome to the Daily Dharma, a podcast where we draw inspiration from Buddhist philosophy on how to fix and better our lives. Join us as we dig through the archives of Buddhist texts, great teachers, and real life to grab an extra hit of wisdom to lift us up from the daily grind and find much needed peace. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Dharma. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the incredible power of being calm and courageous when facing all sorts of life's difficulties. The story that discusses this theme is called The Scholar and the Regent, and it comes from the book My Heart is a Golden Buddha, Buddhist Stories from Korea, by Dharma Sion Master Dae Hung. Here's how the story goes. Long ago, there was a poor scholar who, as it turned out, was a distant relation to the all-powerful regent of Korea. One season, an occasion came to make a rare trip to the capital. It was the tradition in those days that when visiting distant places, travelers would greet their relatives who lived in the area. It didn't need to be anything fancy, just a bow and a few words, but to skip this would have been unthinkable for a person of good upbringing. So, after arriving in Seoul, the scholar set out to greet his famous relative. The regent of Korea lived on a large estate where he guided the affairs of the country. It was almost a palace with many residences and offices surrounded by a great, tall wall. When approaching the guards, the scholar explained why he was there, and after much talking and explaining and explaining his situation to multiple people, he was admitted to the complex. He had worn his best clothes, but even those were a bit shabby and had been mended more than once. Another poor country relative grinned the court literati. He was given a room in the lesser guest quarters, which were not really much better than the servants' quarters, and told to wait. Day after day, he waited. Finally, finally, the call came. Striding into the audience, he gave a dignified bow before the regent. The regent, however, appeared to be discussing some important matter with one of his aides and didn't seem to have noticed the scholar. So the scholar bowed a second time. In the next instant, the regent exploded. Why, what do you think you're doing? Are you wishing me dead? You see, in Korea, people bowed once to a living person, twice to a dead person, and at memorial services, and three times to the Buddha or holy person. So bowing twice to someone was very offensive, almost like cursing them. Now, the scholar knew he was in hot water then. The regent had a very bad reputation, and those who fell afoul of him tended to meet an unpleasant end. But the scholar did not shrink back, and instead... He responded calmly, with courage, 
confidence, and a smile. Your Excellency has perhaps misunderstood my intention. I bowed once when I entered, but as you seemed quite busy with other matters, I bowed once more in farewell and nothing else. He smiled again at the regent. With your leave then, I'll be going. Goodbye. And then he simply left. The regent just sat there, stunned for a moment. He was the most powerful man in Korea, yet this country scholar with the shabby clothes had got the better of him. After a little while, when he calmed down, the regent gave a reluctant smile and ordered a servant to bring the scholar back. You have some kind of nerve, thinking I didn't see you trying to get my attention and then playing games with me. But you remained calmed and had a lot of guts to answer me like that. I need people like that who could jump into a task with courage and an upright demeanor. Therefore, I'm putting you in charge of training for your home district. See that the soldiers are properly trained and develop good leadership skills. For the scholar, this was a deeply unexpected blessing because it was an important position with a good income attached to it. It also provided entry into the upper ranks of civil service and the opportunity to help many, many people. In fact, it completely changed the fortunes of his family. When reading a story, you feel that we too can live with the same upright dignity, courage, and wisdom as that scholar. The thing is, when observing ourselves, we actually decide ahead of time how we want to react to things. It may seem completely subconscious, but if you leak deep within your heart, there is an intention there, as I did. I realized that sometimes I have this pre-built anger, this anger from other situations, from being jilted or treated unfairly that just stays there and waits there until a situation comes up and then it rears its ugly head. I realized that even though I never intended to act in an angry way, I had actually chosen to because I allowed this anger to stew there. I allowed those reactions and thought they were normal, they were okay. But when looking at myself from a third-party angle, I realized this is not the only way to react to these situations. If a driver cuts me off when I'm walking across the street, or something irritating or annoying happens, anger is not the only emotion I could expend there. I can learn to react to situations with grace, with calm, with courage, just like the scholar did with the regent. I can develop that response and rewrite the intention in my heart to be that when I'm facing times of stress, of irritation, of difficulty, of all shapes and sizes, that I will respond with calm 
and with courage instead of anger and annoyance. Of course, this scholar had probably developed and trained himself to look at the world this way and to respond to conflict in this way for a whole lifetime in order to gain such a reaction from the regent. But that doesn't mean that we can't do that too. Ultimately, it's almost as if we have programmed how to react to certain situations in our hearts and minds. For example, it's normal to get angry when someone says something mean to you. But the thing is, why should we get angry when someone says something mean? Isn't it actually their problem to solve, to analyze, to reflect? Is it possible that when someone says something mean, that we can let go of the anger and compassionately think to ourselves, well, I don't think this person is aware of the impact of their words, and I hope that one day they can develop a better self-awareness so they can become much happier and much developed people. In trying to be calm and courageous in life, we reduce the amount of negative emotion we may harbor and keep. Because when reacting to things, these reactions stay with us for a long time sometimes. Because those emotions are almost like physical things that we harbor within ourselves. If the scholar had actually responded in anger or in irritation, that too would have defined him in that moment and perhaps stayed with him for a while. But instead, he responded with such courage and confidence and calm that it stunned a very, very powerful person. And in the same way, when difficult things happen, if we choose, if we think to ourselves, I know that I would usually respond in this way, in a way that would leave me feeling hurt and seething and spending energy on this situation involving this unfortunate circumstance in life or with an unfortunate and difficult situation with a person. I know that it is essentially programmed into me because I think I used to think that was normal, but instead I'm consciously making the decision to respond with this with calm and courage, with compassion for the person, but mostly for myself, because I want to protect myself from actually being consumed by the unfortunate circumstance, but instead see it with wisdom as something that is temporary, something that is perhaps not in my control and therefore not a reflection of my character. I can respond with calm and courage and as a result, become that calm and courageous person that I myself used to look up to back then, before. And cultivating this calm and courageous reaction to the difficult things in life, we can not only feel better in that moment, 
but also feel better about ourselves in the long term because we create this very compassionate but very important shield, just like the scholar did to difficult people, difficult situations, and instead protect our own joy and wisdom and happiness. Thank you very much for listening to this week's podcast. I hope you have a beautiful, safe, and joyful week ahead of you. Until next week.